shakalaka. Welcome to the JQ and Pete show. This is JQ. Pete couldn't make it this time. He's climbing Mount Everest um, with just his uh, pinky toes. I don't know. It was weird. He told me it. I, you know, I just wanted to support him, but <laughs> I have his back. Um, I'm trying something new here. Uh, we're going to be doing things like this more often. It's actually like uh, reactions. It allows me to just speak uh, my mind faster um, on current events and things that we're into. Uh, the The story of the, our podcast is kind of like me and Pete always just kind of message each other, catch up on things, share things with each other. And this is kind of what we want to do with you guys. And we have been doing it and we've been loving it. So we're still going to continue with our long formats and interviews, which have been amazing and expanded our world. So I want to thank all those guests. But we also want to do some quick one-offs here like like this. Uh, today is a special day for me. Actually, it's been a special couple days. And my family and friends have been annoyed like crazy. But I just, I don't know, I feel like I'm... 18 again one of my my favorite band in the world blink 182 um made an announcement that they were back together with the original members because they've been around and it's been such a whirlwind of a couple days as a as a blink fan because it just i it's crazy how positive the reception has been you know um, Blink's been a part of my life, and I I, I think I pro- I probably chose to learn guitar because I listened to the Enema of the State album. I still listen to their music, um, but th- they come in and out of my life in the most unique ways. And you know, I followed uh, all of their careers, but particularly Tom DeLonge, the member that left and came back. It, he definitely inspired of how I make music, and it's something that I don't tend to admit because you hear it anyway when if if i if i ever shared a song of mine um to a friend they'll just be like oh dude sounds like blink and you know it it was such a weird thing growing up because blink wasn't a thing that maybe you were you were proud of to be into unless you're in that scene and in that the circle which i never really was although i was inspired by it and had buddies and stuff um so I just challenged myself to expand my musical universe and it was it was a beautiful thing but my style still came from playing that kind of fast punk pop style music and it started from learning Blink songs, learning Angels and Airwaves songs but it, my world was expanded after that and it, be, it was because Tom left Blink-182 and started Angels and Airwaves he tried to do a more progressive thing for himself but I won't get too much into the history what I will say is that he did leave before, and that was like the big thing when back in 2003, 2004 era of the self-titled era, and that was when they were on top of the world. You know, they had singles like I Miss You, Feeling This, Down, Always, which are, it's my favorite, it's my favorite punk pop record or punk record because, I don't know, that one was very different. And it was way more dramatic back then, right? Because that was the style of music that was popular. He came back, I think, maybe around 2008, 2009. And it was a huge deal. I remember it. I actually remember getting the leaked album and I couldn't, I couldn't help it. And I went, to, uh, I went to Boston to visit this girl I like. And I was listening to that album back and forth. 
forth, back and forth. I didn't care about the crappy quality. I was so excited, but it was um, it was a different album, right? They they were in all different mindsets, and uh, it was known and do- well documented that they did it in like uh, all in their respective homes and things like that. So they would kind of bring each other finished songs and. Uh, you could kind of hear the uncohesiveness of the album, but there was things that I loved about it. Tom brought sounds of Angels and Airways, which was that like arena rock sound. Um, I still loved it. And I actually got to catch that reunion tour. It was pretty cool. I went with my dad and uh, his friend and uh, my best bud at the time. I th- I'm trying to remember because I'm kind of thinking about this off the cuff, but I think it was at... Where was it? Uh, Jones Beach. We bought bleeder seats. We just kind of hung out. And it was so exciting for me to see them back. It was my first time seeing those three guys on stage together. Super exciting. This time, it's different. And it's different in such a great way. Because when they got back back then, you know, that kind of music was kind of falling off. Rock music wasn't popular. Hip-hop is on top. Still is. They were still selling out because it was a really big deal, but it was just different, you know, and I was, I was different. So when they announced this, it was just such an exciting moment. I'm older. I have much wider taste in music now. (laughs) It's funny because I sometimes they go in and out of my life. So I haven't listened to them in a while, you know, and. I loved the new phase that they went through when um, Tom left the second time and they got Matt Skiba of Alkaline Trio to write music for them and tour for them. My quick story for that is I actually bought a bunch of my friends' tickets, my close friends from Miami, tickets to see them. I think we saw them in Fort Lauderdale or something like that. And it wasn't that good. And I was super bummed. I bought lawn seats, but you know they didn't listen to punk rock. They just you know, knew them as they were with their hits and stuff. And I remember traveling, I went to Columbia with them and I would be playing the rock show when I'm taking a shower. So that's probably like their uh, connection to it. So they loved it. But like the show itself, they were just kind of like a little bored. And you know what? I was a little bored. The dynamic was different. And it's funny because they kind of played their songs even better live. But it was just the energy of uh, having Tom DeLong with Mark and Travis. Nothing on Matt Skiba, but I actually loved their recordings that they made because it was way it was really progressive for the Blink sound. They came out with two albums. The first one was called California and it was kind of like a back to form album. And it was cool. You know, it was really fun to see Mark like get back his chops, you know, he he's the one that probably wanted that original sound back but it sounded more modern and it was a uh, direct or uh what is it produced by john feldman so he brought that modern uh punk pop sound he's produced all the great ones um for like the future for what uh, music now we make now like bands like all time low five seconds of summer good charlotte it's a love it or hate it kind of production and i love it it's just like super loud and hard compressed and guitars in your face kind of thing and then the second um, album they did with Matt Skiba, I think it, it was called Nine. And that's when um, they were, I, they kind of fell off for me. I didn't see them in that tour and it wasn't the most successful tour they did. Uh, 
but it kind of grew on me in time. It they were doing something that other bands have done, and like Fallout Boy, for example, where they were just starting to uh, collab and mix their music with modern styles, particularly things like hip hop and like electronic music and stuff. And it's really interesting. They just kind of took them and placed them in the now with modern production. So it was fascinating to hear Mark Hoppus's vocals and the way he sang under these modern melodies and stuff. But they still blinkified it to me, and it still kind of worked. You know, I was listening to um, a Rolling Stones piece, a podcast that they did. It came out like yesterday or something, and it was.、Uh, They were just saying, you know, it's not the same. It, it without Tom, you know, blah blah blah. And I, it's true, but as a hardcore Blink fan and and a positive one because they can be really negative sometimes.、Um, I just decided to go all in and really listen to it and do the things that they did. And Matt Skiba did, did an interview recently because he was just all positive, talking about the change and how grateful he was. And he was just saying like how it's. That band was like a committee, you know. It's a real collaboration, and that's what it was. You could hear pieces of him and his vocal styles,、um, Mark and his classic punk pop styles, and Travis bring in his amazing hip hop beats and things like that, mixed with like a modern producer. So I thought that was a good album. It's kind of slept on, but it's okay. It's gonna live there, and as much as it can be ignored, it won't because it's there and it's in the catalog. So. It was odd a little bit when Blink announced that they're back. You know, it was kind of funny because they released an album maybe two years ago or so, but they were back on this new form, and they explained it. It's like we're we're it's like、uh, they're here. Tom's back. They're doing a tour. They had this funny video that came out,、um, classic like Blink immature jokes and things like that. But it just felt like bigger. You know, and you could kind of feel it, and it's because that's how fans are for Blink. Although Matt Skiba did his thing, and I, I, I love the dude, and I love the music he made. It's different with the dynamic of Tom coming back, so that's how it was exciting. I kind of flipped out a little bit, and it was just cool to see the new artwork and the new promos and stuff. And I don't know, they, they, it was. Tom's version of going back to form, right? Because Blink made an album called California when Maskeba, after Tom left, and that was their version of back to form, which is cool, you know, punk pop riffs, guitar, drums, bass, you know. But this seemed like、um, this is Tom's take at that, which is pretty cool. You know, they kind of looked refreshed in the photos and stuff. And with that being said, they announced the tour and. It kind of worked. It was. It was. It's like number one on the charts, and it it hit on TikTok, and it had two million views in less than a day. The music video that came out,、um, the single that came out, was called is called Edging. You know, classic Blink humor, and it it what it does represent like a back to form and having fun and guitar, drum, and bass. So I'm looking forward to hearing the next phase, the next album.、Uh, Tom on his Instagram was saying how he's just so excited, and this is like a welcoming for them. It's like a perfect intro song, but 
they also have these progressive things and he feels like it's the best record of their lives he said that stuff before and I, that's something i love about him his his confidence you know when you love something that you did you you, you say it it's hurt him in some ways where a lot of fans are just kind of like oh okay yeah we'll see but it's also like really interesting the song itself it was a back to form and it's cool travis barker um produced it and he's kind of the main element that kind of made it as big as it is for many reasons two of the main ones is well i'm gonna say the more important one is he's actually been producing all these big punk pop records and working with these big artists and it's part of this weird cool resurgence of that style of music particularly the last two uh, machine gun kelly albums where he worked with john feldman the producer of the newer blink albums and they built that that sound together machine gun kelly is selling out arena tours selling out albums and there's a couple tracks i love on there and i was talking to a friend he's just like yeah why why do i like this machine gun kelly thing i was like well you it's just got these like classic blink influences and punk pop influences and it's it works you know uh and because he's working with like the godfathers <laughs> travis barker john feldman of goldfinger things like that willow smith is having this amazing creative moment and she collaborated on one of the singles of machine gun kelly avril ravine travis barker did worked on drums for two of them john feldman produced it a couple other smaller um punk pop artists uh, i forget their names but he, travis he's just in the scene and he's not only in the scene he's he's signing artists and he's controlling the scene and he's bringing them up something that you would always want to do as a supporter of musicians and stuff and he's actually doing it it's really hard to do that kind of stuff but he seems to find his way and, you know even after blink broke up he had his own resurgence and working with dj am and working with hip-hop musicians, coming up but with hip-hop albums, working with Rancid and Operation Ivy. So he's always been super progressive in his own way. Now, Tom DeLonge has been also. Uh, I'm a hardcore fan of his, so I'm aware of what he's done. Mark Hoppus, too. But Travis Barker has been part of the cultural zeitgeist more than the others more recently because of this, because he's into more modern things like that. So with all that that he's building for these past couple years, and then um, he's also in the pop culture phenomenon because he is married to Kourtney Kardashian, which is crazy. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. I watch that show every once in a while. And uh, I'm just like freaking out when I every time he comes on the screen because it's like I feel like we... It's not something to be proud of back in the day, right? To be like super popular in the pop culture. You know, people don't didn't even like pop punk for that reason. It's like a sellout thing, but times have changed. And it's just, I think it's so cool that like a band that sometimes people frowned upon is like showing up on like the biggest TV show in the world, you know? And he's just hanging out with them all the time. And uh, they're talking about their relationship and stuff and da da da. And it's like, there was like a, a cut scene where they do one of those one-offs where they're they're chatting and it's like the mom chris jenner was like you know travis barker's in the biggest band in the world and i thought that was funny because it's like whatever these people say like moves mountains so like this lady 
this very successful lady says that they're the he's in the biggest band in the world now they are and it's just kind of funny because it's like a band that kind of fell off in popularity all of a sudden it's like this the biggest band in the world <laughs> so it's kind of perfect timing too um i'm gonna digress a little bit but this all came together because in the past couple of years the market hoppus was battling cancer and it was a very scary time for him and he he's such an open book he always, he's on twitch all the time just hanging out with people sharing his experience and he is cancer free and that's what brought them three the three guys back together so that was a a cool moment and the last time they were united they got together because of travis's tragic plane crash you know where he he almost died and many others did um so they have all these crazy moments and they're very storied rock band which is kind of funny because they're just known for being stupid but we all know as hardcore fans you know they're not and they're making progressive music and it's pretty awesome but yeah with that being said with those two things that travis is doing it really set the tone and I was reading this um, article, I think it was Billboard, of how like that scene and these comebacks have been extremely lucrative. One of my favorite bands came back, and I'm sad that I didn't see them, My Chemical Romance, and they did, they did a tour. And it's just the perfect timing for Blink. And I think that's why this is just like a huge two-year-long tour. I'm, I just can't wait. Uh, now, on to the like, thing I'm supposed to be talking about is uh, this song. <laughs> edging and it has these classic blink elements power chord riffs these classic tom DeLong riffs on top of it and catchy vocals but it also f did feel like they pushed themselves in a new way because all the media is just saying like yeah classic blink classic blink. but like really i haven't heard a song from blink that sounded like that um there's these little touches that felt made it feel different and you could see it on the other way around where there's these little touches that made it feel familiar to certain riffs and things like that. But they were like the song starts off in the swing time. And I don't think I've ever heard Blink play a song, a song in that time. So that was fun on its own to hear. And I, I was worried, you know, because sometimes they'll release a song, especially in their newer times where like they're just sometimes I just don't dig it for um, whatever reason. And this is their single and it took me maybe two or three listens, and then I, I feel like I got it. And it was really just like what Tom DeLong said on his Instagram, like a, a celebration of uh, being together and uh, making music again. And that's kind of what the song is about in some ways. So that that, that was a pretty cool thing. Um, I don't have to get into too much detail, but the video music video was just fun. Cool visuals, funny. It's like of all these like bunnies around them and the, their original logo back in the day which they brought back was a bunny um and they're like haunting the bun they're in like a circus and the bunny's haunting them and they're throwing the knives and killing them so i don't know i thought it was cool because the song lyrics of edging was just kind of tom has his verse about coming back from the dead and the, they're gonna kill him anyway and he's kind of just addressing the fact that like listen because he he's always such a controversial part of the band where people love him or hate him for doing the things he does you could do more research on him if you want it's pretty cool or come ask me <laughs> but he addresses it in the song and mark addresses it like he saying like he's been hiding but now he's here and it's it's really cool and um it's kind of like a reaction song to what they know is going to come 
to them from the fans, which it's really interesting. And they're just f fully self-aware. And sometimes that doesn't work, but it just was such a playful song. It's only like two, two and a half minutes or less and that um, it blows by and it's just a fun jingle. But then it's cool because they're just kind of like, say, here, world, we're here. Come get us, you know, and let's have some fun. I think that's one of the end of the lines. Like, let's play. So that was pretty cool. And the video, the video is just kind of a visual reflection of them killing their demons. That's that's how I see it. And 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 making it doing it in a fun way so it, it as me someone that's uh older now listening to blink still and they come in and out of my life in the weirdest ways it makes me reflective in a positive way of how like uh for music things just exist and you can do it and it can be successful and you could do anything you know if blink came out with an album uh, seven years ago or so like what they did wasn't that successful it was a big deal for blink fans but um generally speaking it wasn't that successful because people weren't listening to that kind of music now because how it's consumed through our apple apps or spotify and things like that and you just kind of scroll and find it there's no context to anything i talked about this all the time and i think i've talked about this in previous episodes but these things can exist you know and things that we frown upon there's no rules and there's good and bad things about it but um, I'm trying to stay positive. The good thing is that Machine Gun Kelly, a rapper, can just stop and make punk pop and a pretty decent punk pop records. <laughs> and it, it's like if that was done in the past, they would uh, chastise him. You know, it'd be crazy. Just like Green Day making a, their first uh, major hit, Dookie, was like the punk scene hated them for that. You know, Blink was never respected you know they are but they in some ways they weren't because they just had this too much of a pop sensibility so it's just weird i grew up um saying i love blank and people were just kind of like yeah whatever they're cool i used to listen to them and i just never got that like i love music and if i liked something in the past i'll still like it now even if it represents something that maybe i'm not anymore but in this case this actually just represents a part of me that I haven't tapped into. And it just reminds me to be um, a little bit more playful, have some more fun with it. You, you live life and you can get a little bit more serious, but like I think moments like these can remind you just to have fun. I have a feeling the rest of the album is gonna be way more progressive, just like what they do. They kind of reel you in with the fun and then, and then um, you know, dig deep, things like that. You know, on uh, Animal of the State, it was Adam's song. On uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, it was Stay Together for the Kids, which was really progressive for them. And it was like the entire Blink self-titled album, which was just so serious and reflective and things like that. So that's why I can't wait for it. But yeah, I just, I'm just so excited. It, it's weird. You know, there's like these TikToks and um, I'm not really aware of that stuff. But what I do know is that it's um, getting so much traction. You know, it has like 5 million views now on YouTube and to give more context, like Blink released a couple music videos a couple years ago with um, uh, Matt Skiba, and it had like 1.5. And this one, it's only been out for like three days. So it's it's cool to know that people are being receptive and people around me. You know, I got I've been at work and talking about it, and they they have no clue and they're kind of giggling about it. It's just interesting to see like younger people, the kids, really grasping it rather than being like, "Hey, this is some corny sh old people shit." It's actually just kind of like. It's here and it can live and it's 
freaking awesome and the tickets for the album or the uh, tour is insane they're doing this weird new dynamic pricing Ticketmaster, so it's ruining things for us fans even though it's supposed to help and I, maybe it is you know it's supposed to help us the the scalpers it's not it's supposed to like detract them from succeeding the way they've been i couldn't help it i was staring at the tickets all week i had the pre-sale code from the email i waited too long those good seats were gone and today was the uh first day of the public sale and i bought it i spent i've never spent i've never spent this much on tickets i think i just spent just under it i think it was like 300 plus dollars i think i spent i i saw Coldplay in barcelona but i that was expensive because i bought the tickets last minute like like three days before this one i bought this is the, the tour doesn't start until next year and they don't come to new york until um may but i spent so much money i was like you know what i love the energy and i just i don't want to miss it because this is you know this is a band that really helped me be who i am so i thought i'd uh be a part of it and really enjoy it and um i think that's what next year is just enjoy more life and this song was just so exciting i become re-inspired so uh you know hopefully i'll make some more music and do some more fun stuff from it but like that's what music can do so that's what i wanted to share blink 182 edging we'll add it into our uh jq and pete show playlist um hopefully get some more listens that way i don't know i want to support them the way like blackpink fans support their 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 group that they love you know just kind of like really help them out but not not as if they need it <laughs> but i don't know it's just so exciting it's cool um thank you so much for listening stay tuned for some more we got some a deep dive coming soon this this more reaction stuff we got a uh, one of my favorite songwriters taylor swift coming out with an album so hopefully i can put some of my two cents in that you get to know me more by what I share. So that that's just, that's the whole point of this. And I, I hope you get it. And, um, you know, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, follow this podcast, give it a like, share comments, because we just want to hear from you. This has been such a fun ride and I just want to continue, continue to grow. And this is a new thing for me, um, this process. So I'm loving every second of it. Thank you. Love you. Bye.